podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. You gave me your best sucker punch, but I got back up to destroy your whole roster. They won't let me fight, but I'll get back up from that too. It's what I do. So enjoy your one free shot, because as bad as my memory is now, I haven't forgotten you, bitch. That is a tweet from Becky Lynch to Nia Jax earlier today. I am your host, the warden, Matt Ritter. I am here with my co-host, Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer. What's happening? This is the Smack and a Raw podcast, episode 69. Giggity. And uh, because of that, and because it's predictions, and he hasn't been here for a while, um, the Rack will be back for predictions at the end of this episode. Uh, apparently, he doesn't feel like episode 69 is an episode he can miss. So, there you go, Travis. Get a little Rack tonight. Uh, oh, let's joy. kick it off with news and rumors. Okay. Yeah? You good with that? Sure. Um, I don't know exactly what's wrong with Alexa Bliss, but apparently there's something very wrong with Alexa Bliss that WWE's not telling us. She missed Evolution. She's missing Survivor Series. They've kind of put her in a an authority role on Raw um, as the leader of the women's Raw team. She came out all dressed up two weeks ago and, le- and this week, um, kind of in a suit and stuff. I don't think they're necessarily transitioning her because I don't think it's an injury that she has to retire from, but she may be out for a little longer than I think we all anticipated. Monday Night Raw has been cut to three hours on the dot. No more overrun. Yeah, that's new because we've been used to Raw running over for forever. (laughs) Well, from what I read, the decision came from USA, and USA determined that even though it's so many years later, uh, now that it's no longer the Monday Night Wars, which was the whole reason they allowed them to run over, uh, we don't need to go 10, 15, 20 minutes over Raw anymore. So Raw has a hard ending at three hours, which we saw for the first time this week. I watch it on Hulu anyway, so. It is rumored that the reason Braun Strowman is not universal champion right now is there's a lot of heat on him backstage because he uh, apparently leaves shows early, he shows up late, and he has very poor backstage etiquette and conduct. Mm. Um, So apparently a lot of people backstage aren't happy with him. And I guess he'll clean up his act and then he'll start getting a push and then he'll fuck up again. I don't care. I still think he's champion. I don't give a fuck what he's like backstage. Put the belt on fucking Braun Strowman. Um, Impact is going to be looking for a new home in 2019. Uh, they are, I believe their deal with Pop TV is over, and I think they want something better than the former TV Guide channel as their home, so they are going to be shopping around, and apparently they'll be working with a guy who uh, set up a lot of deals for uh, WWE in European markets and stuff like that um, in their TV markets and help get that European uh, branch off and running. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe you'll be seeing impact on TNT or TBS or AMC or FX, Paramount. Oxygen. Oxygen. <laughs> any, any of those choices is better than pop TV. At least people- BET. At least people have heard of these channels as opposed to pop TV. Impact on BET. Eh. Would eh. you consider that black entertainment, Travis? <laughs> I mean, there's black people in it, but. Hey, they did Bobby Lashley better than WWE's doing them. Yeah, but he ain't there no more. So <laughs> That's true. I mean, they all they got now is Moose. So <laughs> uh, apparently. And well, not apparently it happened. Uh, some of the top Balor Club stars, um, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, Cody Rhodes, and uh, Marty Skrull are no longer the Bullet Club or part of the Bullet Club. They have stepped away from the Bullet Club and formed their own group called The Elite. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they have a YouTube show called Being the Elite, and that's kind of where it came from. Also, um, there's kind of been a thing where there's like the OG bullet club with Tamatanga and a few guys over there doing their own thing. They've already kind of been a separate entity. So they've just completely removed themselves and rebranded themselves. The elite. Mm. Uh, There's an independent wrestler by the name of punishment, uh, punishment Martinez. 
He is the former Ring of Honor TV champ. He signed a deal with WWE and has been working some NXT house shows. So we may be seeing him very soon on NXT TV. Um, if he's good, I'll make Travis go watch him because I have that power now. It feels so good. And last but not least, Travis, to address something that you posted, it's not that Stone Cold quit drinking. Stone Cold is on a diet, and his diet, for the time being, requires him not to consume alcohol. But that does not mean he is sober. That does not mean he's never drinking again. Stone Cold has not given up alcohol. He is still going to consume alcohol, just not while he's on this diet. I know. I read the article. Okay. I just, I just thought it was funny. I like fucking with people. You should well, he also that. addressed it on his podcast. He was a lot of people, I guess, went and was like, "What the fuck? Stone Cold can't be sober." And he's like, "I'm not sober. Like, I didn't quit drinking. I just quit drinking for this diet. Y'all need to chill the fuck out." Some people were saying he switched to medicinal marijuana. Like, it got crazy. It got fucking crazy. All right, Travis. Let's talk Monday Night Raw. Um, Raw started off with the tag team battle royal. Uh, the winner of this was going to be the leader of the Raw Survivor tag, Survivor Series tag team. Um, we don't get a finish to this match, though, because Braun Strowman comes down. Look, I thought we were going to get another situation where Braun Strowman wins another tag team battle royal. I was so excited. I was so Stole my thunder. I was, I have that right here. I was like, <laughs> the last time Braun Strowman entered a tag team battle royal, he became tag team champion. Yeah, like I was waiting on it. I wanted that to happen again so bad, but it didn't. They just took it from us. Uh, we had the Lucha House Party, uh, the Revival, Slater and Rhino, who Travis stated was not a legit tag team, but they were in the battle royal. They're former SmackDown tag team champions, and Kate is not happy with you and your criticism. She even hashtag give, gives Heath a chance, I believe, on the Smack and Raw page. Anyway, back. Uh, and then Gable and Rude and the Ascension were in that match. Um, Strowman decides he's going to take Raw hostage, sits down in the middle of the ring, says he's not leaving until he gets Corbin. Stephanie McMahon comes down and says, listen, I need you to focus on Survivor Series. If you can lead that team to victory, I'll give you whatever you want. And he goes, okay, I want a universal title match. Done. I want Baron Corbin. Done. I want to pick the stipulations for both matches. Done. But you can't touch Baron Corbin until after Survivor Series. Right. And he agreed. That's what I'm saying. A week? All right. Hey, cool. <laughs> I get a universal title match that I get to pick the stipulation for. I get Baron Corbin and get to pick the stipulation for it. All I got to do is wait a week. All right, cool. Now, I don't know if that's depending on whether or not Team Raw wins or not. And uh, I she hope it's not. She did say, she did say, I need you to lead the team to victory and you can have whatever you want. Mm. Um, so anyway, when she says lead the team to victory, she's talking about the tag team thing though, right? Because... No, no. She's talking about the men's raw team, which is what he's actually on. He did not win the tag team's battle Royal. He's not on the tag team show. I no. really want him to be on both. <laughs> I I kind of feel like they're playing up this idea that Stephanie told Corbin to screw over Braun Strowman so that they could manipulate Braun Strowman in the Survivor Series match so they could have him in the five-on-five five match and not going for the world title. Like I feel like that's where they're going is Stephanie's like feeding Corbin stuff, and that's why they did what they did. They wanted – Brock is champion going into, you know, representing Raw, and they wanted Strowman on the Survivor Series team. Um, I don't know, man. I can only handle one McMahon conspiracy at a time. I'm still dealing with this whole Shane winning the World Cup thing. Yeah, well. Next, uh, Ronda Rousey comes out because we're talking about Survivor Series and champions, and she says she can't wait to fight Becky, and she's ready for a fight, and maybe she doesn't have to wait. Hi, puppy. Um, so then she starts going after Stephanie, but Corbin's music hits. He interrupts, comes down, tries to defuse the situation. He gets a judo toss for his trouble. He stands up as Ronda leaves. Strowman's behind him, but Strowman sticks to his word. I lost you for a second. Did you just throw the dog? No, he jumped down. (laughs) I don't think you lost me for a second. I just, I heard... And then I paused because I was like, did you just throw your dog? No, you froze and then he jumped down. Oh, what was the last <laughs> thing you heard me say? 
You said Corbin came out, and then you said something else, and you froze. Corbin came out, judo toss uh, from Ronda because right. he put his hand on her. When he stood up, Strowman was behind him, but Strowman. That was the end of the segment. <laughs> you froze again. So he stood up, and Strowman was behind him, and then what? And then he didn't touch Baron Corbin. Okay, you're good. and that was the end of the segment. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying he kept that, his word. I'm just saying the people didn't hear you. That's all because you froze. You don't know that. You don't know. I that. do know that because they won't hear you if I don't hear you. That's just that's kind of the way this works. Strowman kept his word. Uh, next up, we got a Seth Rollins interview with Corey Graves. We had a thing from Dean Ambrose in the parking lot sitting on the hood of a car by a trash can fire. Pretty much Dean says he quit the shield because the shield made him weak. Uh, that's why he turned and he lit his shield gear on fire in the trash can fire. I feel like the whole putting gas on the vest thing was unnecessary because that. Clearly, oh, absolutely. Because that, absolutely. Because that clearly wasn't actually gas. Like. There's no way that they would have actually done that. Also, if that actually was gas, that would have caused some other problems because he got in a lot of other places besides just on that um, on that vest. So it's just what was the point? But whatever. You got really loud there. Um, no, I'm with you 100. percent There was no point in doing it, but I mean, we kind of got an answer. He feels like the shield made him weak. That's why he turned. The only person that hasn't turned on the shield at this point is Roman Reigns and. Mm-hmm. When he's back from leukemia, maybe he'll get his chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we got Drew McIntyre coming out. He's taking credit for breaking up the shield and for retiring Kurt Angle. Balor interrupts, and Drew makes a match, an impromptu match, saying, you know, take on Dolph Ziggler. I didn't know he could – just because I know he's the team captain, but, like, I didn't know he could make matches, you know? I mean, Alexa Bliss does it. Yeah. Uh, Balor beats Ziggler and then Steph gives him a spot on Team Raw despite the fact that Drew and Dolph didn't seem too happy about it. He impressed Steph. He got a spot. Yeah. You saw that, right? That was good enough for Hulu? Yes. Okay. Um, Then we had a Ronda backstage promo about arm bars and about how Becky's done all these things and she was doing arm bars and she's the master of the arm bar and Disarmor isn't anything compared to her armbar because, well, Becky was learning where the exits were on a plane. She was doing armbars. And, well, Becky was painting her face for clown college. She was doing armbars. And, well, Becky was masturbating in college. She was doing armbars. Like, all this crazy shit. I don't remember her mentioning masturbating, but, um, you know. You didn't pay close enough attention to that promo, Travis. I must not have been because I didn't hear her mention masturbation. Go back and watch it. Uh, no, no, no. Then we had a Riot Squad promo. And, you know, this is an issue I have with WWE. Um, I'm not going to get into a full-on rant right now. Uh, but it's formulaic. It worked for Alexa Bliss. Matt. So then we do it with Carmella. Right, can you not hear me? Oh, I hear you. I'm telling you, I didn't see that promo. You didn't see anything from the Riot Squad? Nope. All right, well, we'll save that. Did you see Paul Heyman? What did Paul Heyman do? Uh, he babbled on about Lesnar versus AJ Styles, and then Jinder Mahal came out. Yes, I saw that. Okay. So Heyman babbles about Lesnar and AJ Styles and how Lesnar's this and that, blah, blah, blah. Jinder Mahal comes out, and he's like, hey, listen, last year before Survivor Series, I lost my WWE title to AJ Styles because I underestimated him. Don't underestimate him. Let me teach you my mantra. And that was just a chance for Brock Lesnar to suplex Jinder Mahal and the Sings all over the ring. It was just a chance for Brock Lesnar to whoop some ass. I was with it. Uh, Then, uh, did you see the finish of the the redo of the Tag Team Battle Royal? No, I didn't know they did that. Did you see Lashley versus Elias? Yes. Okay. And I want to point out, I feel like that's the first time I've ever heard Elias' actual music. Probably. Like, he won the match, and I actually heard his music. Like, <laughs> that's what his music is? Like, all I ever hear is, like, just his already in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, Elias. 
and he's already in the ring. Like I've never heard his music. I'm almost positive before today. Well, the day I saw it, I've never heard his actual music. I have, but it's because it's on 2K19, and when I listened to it on 2K19, I was like, I didn't know he had music. <laughs> yeah, like that was weird. Who knew? Uh, anyway, Lashley and. Leo Rush are out there. Leo Rush is doing his hype man gimmick, blah, 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 blah. They do the posing thing, which apparently him bending over and pointing to his glutes has been like a big deal on the internet for some people because it's supposed to be PG. Like DX used to pull their pants down and show their ass. He didn't even pull them down. He was just like, yeah, I have a butt. Look at it. Yeah, look at look at my ass. Like, come on, guys. Chill the fuck out. Um, they used to pull their pants down and have people in the crowd pulling their pants down and shit like and lifting up their shirts and showing their titties. Yeah, like it was, it was good times. It was good. It times. was. So anyway, Elias comes out. He cuts this great promo about how uh, he's calling Child Protective Services because last she stole a child, uh, which I found hilarious. That was funny. Because the whole thing with you know the whole manager thing. Is the idea that, like, when you watch the show, you're like, fuck that dude. Like, I can't fight that dude, but his manager, I could fight that dude. Fuck him. And you I'll just, take him. and that's just like what you want, like, the manager to be somebody that you want to beat the shit out of. And you're like, I could, I could take him. So this is what they're doing with him. And I like that. But I don't know. There's certain, at certain points, it's just like, yo, stop, stop. You're doing too much. Stop. I didn't watch it, but he did have a match on 205 Live tonight, so he is actually still wrestling as well. Hmm. Um, Lashley beat Elias, and that win got Bobby Lashley the final spot on the Raw men's team. So the Raw men's team is now Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman. Say that again. Drew McIntyre, yeah. Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, and Braun Strowman. Okay. Then we found out who the five members of the Women's Survivors Theory, uh, Survivor Series team was going to be. Alexa came out. She announced her team is going to be Nia Jax, Tamina, Mickey, and Natalia. And then the winner of Bailey versus Sasha. She said she regrets to inform us that Natalia is not going to be able to be here tonight. Uh, because she's still apparently emotionally distraught from having her father's sunglasses broken last week or some shit. So was she on Raw earlier in the night? No. Okay, because the way they were talking, it kind of sounded like she was on earlier in the night and they told her to go home. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, she was. She was on. Okay. You missed it. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's what I was about to point out. I'm like, yo, like, they cut that too. But they talked about it and cut her. Like, it's just... And that's why she couldn't be out. And we will get to that when we get to Not Good Enough for Hulu after we finish this. Um, so anyway, as they're announcing this, they say we're going to have a match and the winner of this match will determine the fifth member and it's got to be someone who's willing to turn on their friends and do all this shit. So it's Bailey versus Sasha. Match goes to a no contest because they all just beat up on Bailey and Sasha, which I think is fucking stupid. Like, those are the two I want in the match. I hear you, but it makes sense for the character of Alexa Bliss. If she's in charge of the team, she wouldn't want those two on her team. It makes. I don't sense. think she'd want. I don't think she'd want Natalia on her team either, because Natalia's the only face on a team full of heels. I hear you, but she's never had any actual issues with Natalia. She's okay. had actual shit go down between her and Sasha and Bailey, so it would make sense that she wouldn't want them on her team. So, like, it makes sense that she would do that. That's all I'm saying. All right, so before I finish out Raw, I'm going to jump over to Not Good Enough for Hulu because what you missed with Natalia rolls into what happened at the end of the show, which was the best part of Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. So, hold on. We're going to Not Good Enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tamina had a match against Ember Moon. Tamina beat Ember Moon. Nia Jax was out there. Negative. Uh, Tag Team Battle Royal Redo. You said you didn't see it. Um, It comes down to the Ascension and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode win. They're team captains. 
their team will consist of everyone that was in the Battle Royal. So, Rhino and Heath Slater did not win that Battle Royal. They did not win the Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah, they're still useless, like I said. Continue. First ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, And then, as I said, the Riot Squad came out and they cut a promo about Natalia's dad's glasses. And they did with Ruby Riot what they've done with Alexa Bliss and what they've done with Carmella, where she comes out and she acts sad and she acts sympathetic and then turns it around. And it's too formulaic. We're seeing it too many times with female heels and you need to mix it up and you need to let them be themselves. Like I said, I'm not going to rant about it. Travis, you froze for a second. What'd you say? No, I was just saying, yeah, been there, done that. It worked with Alexa Bliss. I noticed that you're doing it with Carmella, but it was Carmella and it was working too. Now you're doing it with Ruby Riot. You know, three strikes, you're out. You need Stop. to stop. They need to pay more attention to the actual character. Like it makes sense for their characters to do that. It doesn't really make as much sense for her character to do that. Right, because she just doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. exactly. Um. Natalia comes out, or her music hits. Two of the Riot Squad members run up the ramp. Natalia ambushes Ruby from behind, but the three-on-one wins. And all I can think about after they give Natalia a heart attack and they beat her down three-to-one is, where the fuck are Sasha and Bailey to help her out? Where Where is her best friend, Ronda Rousey, to come help her out as she's getting this epic beat down? Like, the fuck are all of these girls just sitting back there? Oh, shit, that sucks. Sorry, Natty. I've been waiting on the Natalia versus Ronda Rousey thing to happen because ever since that whole we're great friends training together kind of thing, like it seemed like a setup for them to fight each other. So we'll see. So not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Tamina with Nia Jax versus Ember Moon, the redo of the tag team battle royal that started off the show, and the Riot Squad segment uh, where they beat down Natalia. And then you find out later in the show where you do see that apparently Natalia was here, but you didn't get to see it because it wasn't good enough for Hulu. Now let's get into what happened essentially in our main event. Um, We cut backstage and Becky Lynch is in the locker room and she's got the disarmor on Ronda Rousey and the refs break it up. And Becky being the badass that she is struts her way down the raw entrance ramp saying, it's my show now by herself with the rest of the women for the Survivor Series team standing in the ring. Six women counting Alexa Bliss, or five women counting Alexa Bliss ready to go. I don't remember if Bailey and Sasha stayed or not. I think they, they were left. gone. They were gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the SmackDown women come in and they invade and a brawl ensues. Unfortunately, during this brawl, Becky Lynch catches a hard fucking right from Nia Jax, which, as they put on SmackDown, breaks her face and gives her a severe concussion. But that doesn't matter right now. That didn't matter until tomorrow. Yeah, because... What mattered was Becky Lynch looked like an utter fucking badass. Blood everywhere. Bloody face and shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it was... Oh... It was the perfect setup for this match on Sunday. And the fact that it's not happening hurts my heart. Like, she goes out. She grabs a fucking steel chair. She's hitting Ronda with the chair because Ronda comes down with one arm. She gets a few judo tosses in, gets a little bit of offense, but she's all fucked up from the disarmor. Becky walks out on top, bloody as shit, standing on the ring stairs, standing on the stairs uh, as they exited out through um, the arena. She is the man. She is the greatest thing WWE has right now. It absolutely, I agree with you, does suck that that match isn't going to happen. But now they don't have to choose one or the other or a bullshit finish. Now, more than likely, in my opinion, Ronda can cleanly win over Charlotte and they can build this to maybe main event WrestleMania. Maybe. And I retweeted this as someone who tweeted, you know, earlier this week that. Becky Lynch is in the face. She is in the heel. She's over. And that's oh, yeah. it. That's just it. It's just like, you are fucking right, dude. Like, and shout out to the tw- girl. I tweeted out that I might actually go watch the Marine Six because Becky Lynch is that over. And that is the definition of being over. Yeah, if I you, sit down you, and watch that movie just because she's in it, 
she's got to be over it. If you sit down and watch the Marine Six, <laughs> she's got to be over it. Why are there six of those movies, man? <laughs> I don't know, but five of them star The Miz. <sighs> it's ridiculous. All right, let's roll into SmackDown, Travis. Um, like we said, they come out. They've got the Raw Women's Survivor Series team out there. Actually, all the women on the Raw roster are out there at this point. Paige introduces them one by one, um, and then Becky comes out. She regretfully informs us that due to her broken face, she cannot compete at Survivor Series, and she'll be picking her replacement. Um, that was like the saving grace of the pay-per-view, too. Like It was one of those things It's like, I don't give a shit about anything else that's happening on this show except for that match. And now that match isn't happening, so I no longer give a shit about the pay-per-view, period. But there was the cool moment where Becky walked and she looked at everyone and everyone's like, yeah, it should be me, it should be me, this and that. And then she walked up to Charlotte and she told Charlotte, I would have beat her, now you go beat her. And despite the issues that they had, despite the last woman standing match and all that shit, they hug and Becky passes it on to her knowing that she can't do it and if I can't do it, you're the next best thing. You need to do it and pass that torch to Charlotte. And it's going to be a good match. Honestly, Charlotte versus Ronda is the match that everyone was talking about before Becky Lynch became Becky Lynch. Like before she got this over, that's the match everyone wanted to see. Now you get to see it at Survivor Series and maybe get a better match at WrestleMania. This is true. We just, you know, we just all want more Becky. But the whole thing, um, the hugging thing and all that, I actually didn't like that as much because it just seemed out of character for me. So it was just, eh, okay. It didn't because she's not, as you said, she's not trying to be a heel anymore. She has kind of embraced this, this is my attitude and this is who I am, and I did what I had to do to get the belt, but now I'm the champ, and I've made my statement and I've cemented my place, and I don't hate you. I dealt with you, it's over. Now we can move on. My thing was with the whole during that whole feud, she she had that whole moment when she was just like, "Yo, I'm done being in your shadow. Fuck you," kind of thing. And, and she's out of it. And it's just it really just I don't. Her attitude doesn't seem like the kind of person like during that whole promo she cut, of like telling the crowd thank you and all that kind of shit. It just it seemed out of character to her, to me because she seemed like she got to the point where she was like, "I don't give a fuck whether you like me or not. Like it's just me." So she seemed like she was the kind of person that was like beyond thanking the crowd. Like kind of like how what Stone Cold was when Stone Cold was Stone Cold. Stone Cold didn't thank the crowd. You know what I mean? So every time the Stone Cold stepped up that turnbuckle and raised a beer to the crowd, that was a thank you to the crowd. Yeah, but he didn't like say thank you crowd. He did like like her when she comes out and raises the belt or like you know acknowledges him, yeah, but she didn't pick up the mic and say thank you to the crowd. You know what I mean? That's different. And you know that. You know, I'm, uh, I guess I just I didn't see it the way you saw it. I feel like Becky has found her niche. Found she can pretty much do and say anything in the character that she is now, and it's not going to affect her because she's found her stride as this character. It's it doesn't fine. matter. I, it just that one sequence just seemed out of character to me. That's all. What What I found interesting was Oscar got the biggest cheer when they were looking at who was going to fight Ronda Rousey. And Carmella got booed. Well, yeah, because she's not the greatest technician. She's but we just... knew that Carmella wasn't going to be the one they put against Ronda Rousey. Don't fucking boo Carmella. Yeah, it was that was unnecessary. I'll give you that, but it was just. I wish I wish Carmella had stopped it and said, "Hold on, before you pick, seven second dance break." Dance break. break. <laughs> fucking our truth slides out from under the ring. They get in and they do a dance break, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like that would have been great to me. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Every time that Carmelo's around, there should be a dance break at some point. I'm with you. The issue with this is, they, as far as I know from what I've seen, and I had a very busy day today, so I haven't checked, uh, they haven't announced who the fifth member of the SmackDown Women's team was. Who's the, who are the four? The four are Carmella, Asuka, Naomi, and uh, Sonya Deville. Hmm. Charlotte was five. Charlotte's not in the match anymore. We don't know who the fifth member is. It could be one of the Iconics. It could be Mandy Rose. It could be Lana. Yeah. What I did notice was when they had the entire SmackDown women's roster out there, you know who wasn't out there, Travis? Who wasn't out there? Nikki Cross. Because as I said, 
She was only out there because they were in the UK. She is not officially called up. They might add her though, because of you. She's not called up. They had the entire roster out there. I'm saying she is not there. She's not on the roster. They might do that for a cheap pop at the at the pay per view. She is still in an active feud on NXT. They're not going to call her up until that's complete. How many people were in active feuds during that fucking women's evolution thing that was going on? Like none of them. They had finished all their feuds, and if they didn't. Their, the people they were feuding with also came up with them. And they're not going to bring Candice LeRae up with them. I distinctly remember the fact that that Sasha Bailey match happened while that women's evolution was going on, though. You made me watch that match, so I remember that. I did make you watch that match. Yeah, yeah. So That was done. Sasha's last match in NXT before she got called up. Okay, so this feud that Nikki Cross is in could be her last match in NXT. Before she gets called up, which means she won't get called up for Survivor Series because her match is not at War Games. However, Sasha had already debuted on whatever Raw, SmackDown, whatever, when that match took place. I'm not going to argue with you about this. They had the entire roster out there. She wasn't out there. Therefore, as of Tuesday, she is not part of the roster. If she gets called up later, fantastic. As of now, she is not part of the SmackDown roster, and that is that. Pizza bet? No. Fuck no. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Though, I could easily pull up the SmackDown roster and scroll through and not see your name on there and then have you send me something. I I'm never not... said what the pizza bet was. I just said pizza yeah. bet. So anyway, uh, now that we talked about all the women's shit, let's roll back to the beginning of SmackDown, which was actually fairly entertaining, uh, but I, I don't know how I feel about it. So AJ Styles comes out to justify him being champion, essentially so long he talks about all the people he beat and how good he is and how he almost beat Brock Lesnar last year and how he's going to do it again this year and then Paul Heyman shows up out of nowhere just like he's chilling over by the fucking timekeeper and I'm like what are you doing over there and they won't give him a mic so AJ's like no give him a mic I want to hear what he has to say and he basically says Brock is happy to fight the second best guy on Smackdown the best being Daniel Bryan I knew right then and there where they were going with this mm-hmm. and what they were going to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not mad because I've been bitching that I wanted AJ <laughs> to drop the title. But I want to say in my rant, <laughs> I specifically so said, so I specifically funny. said it was going to be some bullshit where the title was going to get dropped to like Randy Orton or a Daniel Bryan who doesn't need to be champion. Specifically oh, said that. It is so funny because you were so adamant about AJ having to drop the belt. And then he drops it to Daniel Bryan. No, no, no. I, I was adamant about AJ dropping the belt to someone who deserved it, who hadn't I been champion. I know what you meant, Matt. But it was just so funny to me that when he does drop it, he drops it to Daniel Bryan of Which all I people. Daniel Bryan Danielson became champ. And it is so okay. fucking funny to me. What do you want? So then uh, AJ takes issue with this. He brags about beating Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan comes out and he's like, listen, I told you that I respect you, but I also told you I've been waiting to punch you in the face. If you say my name again, I'm going to punch you in the face. And AJ decides, for whatever reason, to say, so when people ask me who my favorite opponent is, who, who really took me to the limit, I can't say Daniel Bryan. And then he gets punched in the face, which – he told you he was going to punch you in the fucking face. My say his thing, name. though, was like, dude, he didn't bring you up. And he said it himself like, yo, I didn't bring your name up. Paul Heyman brought your name up. Don't bitch at me. Fuck you. <laughs> I understand. I get it, AJ. I get it. I'm with you. So Shane comes out along with some refs and backstage personnel. They break up the fight. They make a match for... The main event, AJ versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Spoiler, as we told you earlier, Daniel Bryan wins. And Daniel Bryan wins in a way that would have made the Rack very proud. He kicked AJ in the dick. He turned heel, essentially. Yeah, he's a heel. And got that win. And honestly, I get it because, to be quite frank with you, heel Daniel Bryan is way more interesting than face Daniel Bryan, so I get it. Yeah. What's weird is before he won the match, as if it wasn't clear enough he was going to be champion, they took him off the Survivor Series team. Yeah. So you set a matchup, a title matchup, you take him off the Survivor Series team before the match happens, 
and it's right before pay-per-view. Now, the other thing that I don't have a problem with is I bitched that I didn't want to see AJ versus Brock, too. Now I'll see Daniel Bryan versus Brock. So actually, I'm not seeing the same event. I actually did want to see AJ versus Brock, too. Like, I, I did. Well, he wasn't going to win. AJ wasn't going to win. I don't, I don't need to see AJ lose to Brock Lesnar again. Yeah. I mean, but I still wanted to see it again. But... Now you can see Daniel Bryan lose. I'm about to say Daniel Bryan is not going to beat him either. So why do you care about that? I'm just saying now it's somebody different. It's a different match, and we'll see if Daniel Bryan puts up as much of a fight as AJ Styles did. I doubt it. I, I we'll see. Um, next we had Jeff Hardy versus Andrade Cien Almas because reasons. Uh, I still hate that Jeff Hardy stole the first finisher I ever created which was the burn, which was that uh, it was a mixture of the Twist of Fate and Stone Cold Stunner, and now he's just turned his Twist of Fate into a move that I created 20-some years ago. I'm not happy about it. Any excuse I get to see Thea Trinidad is, makes me happy, so whatever. Uh, did you see that I posted the trailer for Fighting With My Family, which she plays AJ Leon? Yeah, I saw that. Movie looks fucking good. I can't wait for it. Uh... Page is backstage with The Miz. Let's The Miz know that he is now the only captain. He picks Jeff Hardy to be the last member of Team SmackDown, but then he's like, I want Ray off off my team. Daniel Bryan picked him. It's bad to have him around here. Ray's got to go. And I'm like, of all the people you're going to pick, you pick Jeff Hardy and then want Ray off? Like, you're a shitty captain. But Page says, no, 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 that's not how we're going to do this. If you want Ray off the team, you need to go beat him in a match. Ray Mysterio wins. The men's Survivor Series team, as it stands, is Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, and Shane McMahon. Because stupid. Whatever, dude. Like I told you, there was one match that I really gave a shit about, and now that match isn't happening, so I really don't give a shit about the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um... The whole brand supremacy thing is just... It's fun for a week and then it's over with and nobody cares anymore. The bar beat the New Day in a six man tag team match. I do like the way they're using the big show where I'm about to say no, the bar didn't beat the New Day. The big show beat the New Day. The big day. show is part of the bar. Yeah, but the He big, raised the bar. The big show beat the New Day. <laughs> he hit a WMD. I'm just saying I like the way they're using the big show because they're not they know he's limited. So they put him in this role so he can still come in and he can do the hits yeah, about to say and the just, things that, huh? I want to say, yeah, just punch people in the face and then it's over. It's over. Uh, punch people in the face, pick them up and slam them through tables, pull them out of the rings, do what the big show's good for without overly exposing the fact that he really can't do what he needs to do anymore. I'm with it. Um, and then because we already talked about uh, – Where's the great Kali? Let's bring him back. He was back. He was back for that Punjabi prison match. Yeah, for like Remember? a week. Yeah, he was back for like a week. That doesn't count. Not even a week. He was just back for that Punjabi prison match, which, how the fuck did you vote Punjabi prison? That is the worst match. That is worse than the fucking Kennel from Hell match. Than the what? The Kennel from Hell. Big right. Boss Man versus Al Snow. A Hell in a Cell with a steel cage inside and dogs that were supposed to be attack dogs that just sat and scratched themselves and shit on the outside. I don't remember that at all, but... When Big Boss Man made Al Snow eat his chihuahua, Pepe, or... Yeah, I think it was Pepe. Everybody's Pepe. It's all Pepe. Yeah, I remember that. He ground him up and he made him eat the dogs, so then they had a match, and it was called the Kennel from Hell match, and it was a Hell in a Cell, I believe a blue one, and then inside the Hell in a Cell was a cage, and you had to climb out of the cage and then escape the Hell in a Cell but between the two cages, they had Rottweilers on leashes and attack dogs, and they just sat there and scratched themselves and pissed and shit all over the floor and didn't, like, bark or growl or attack or do anything. That's funny. But anyway, I picked Punjabi prison because the word Punjabi is just, like, really cool to me. I like the word Punjabi. That does not make it the best gimmick match, Travis. I mean, but when um, it's clear who's going to win, who really gives a shit? You know, we got the uh, who else really voted for Punjabi prison match? Nobody. It's just I knew who was gonna win it, so it's just like Punjabi's funny. We got the Usos backstage, pretty much picking all of these SmackDown tag teams to be part of the tag team battle royal, like the Clones, 
Um, Sanity on the roster. Yeah, right. Sanity. Um, there was another team in there that is escaping me right now, so they must not be important. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be all the tag teams from Raw, except for the champions, against all the tag teams from SmackDown, except for the champions. New days on there. Here's what bothers me. Why was there no retaliation from Raw on SmackDown? Like, they made this whole big deal about how security's all over the arena and they're blocking all the entrances. Because Paul Heyman's the only guy that fucking showed up. Because you can't top that. You can't top what happened on Raw. So why would you do it again? You just did the same. You, you're not going to do the same exact shit two nights in a row. Yeah, but why all the BS about all the security when nothing's Because you happen? have to explain why nobody got in. Well, yeah, because I've seen one wrestler take out six security guards and two guys standing at a door is going to stop an entire roster. Yes, but they still have to, like, you know, put up the front, like, yeah, we took preventative measures to stop this from happening. I get it. It's one of those things, like, you're not going to do the same thing two nights in a row. How do we explain why they didn't retaliate? Oh, we put security at every door. Okay, whatever. All right, um... Travis, who's winning this or who's going over this week? See, here's the fucked up part about this because I want to say Becky because like Monday night, like she was going over. Problem is Tuesday night, she was jobbing out. So it's just like shit. Can I? She wasn't jobbing out. She still came out and she's like, she stood there with that black eye and that busted face like a badass, and said, listen, I'd fight. They won't let me fight. That's not on me, but don't worry. You ain't seen the last of me. I'll be back. Charlotte, take my place. Okay. She didn't really jab out. Well, then Becky's going over. Uh, I'm with that. I I might also say Daniel Bryan because he won the WWE title. Yeah, that happened. And turned heel. What's the fucked up part about that is, like, yeah but I didn't care. <laughs> like, just... Who's jobbing out this week, Travis? AJ. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that too. Uh, what's the travesty of the week? Cause we didn't do one last week. Becky not being that survivor series. I like that. I'm with that. Uh, did you watch that Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate match? I told you to watch. Yeah. And what'd you think? I mean, it was fine. Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to watch more of this. It was, I can see why people liked it, but it was just, to me, it was more of, I had no real investment in who these people were. So it was just like, okay, I'll watch this match. I enjoyed the match itself, but as far as going out of my way to watch more of it, I just didn't care to, you know what I mean? Well, there were a lot of cool elements to this. And like you said, you didn't have the backstory, so you didn't know about the how they progressed through the UK tournament and how these two fought in the finals. And Tyler Bate won to become the first ever UK champion. And this was a rematch. And then Pete Dunn wins at the end. But JR commentating for this was very cool oh, that they brought was, him out, especially for this. Yeah, I was happy to see JR again. Just, you know. That Chicago crowd absolutely loved that match, which. It's it's fifty fifty with Chicago. If you put on a good match, they're behind you. But also, if you don't deliver, they're gonna boo you out of the fucking building. Oh, yeah. I was there, and that's when Roman everything. Reigns hadn't even had a match yet, and they were chanting everything but Roman Reigns or Jinder Mahal at fucking Money in the Bank. It, that's the thing with with Chicago. It's just like yo, if you deliver in Chicago, we're with you. If you don't deliver, fuck you. Um, and that's everything, like. Wrestling, football, basketball, whatever the fuck. Like, I know you're not familiar with him, but Pete Dunne is the current NXT UK champion. He won it there, and he has held on to that title ever since. So it is another one of those long reigns that I'm waiting to end because I, I don't know why they're doing it this long. I'm bothered but, by superstars who don't wear knee pads. I know you are, and he has a tattoo on his knee to make it worse. Yeah, makes me uncomfortable. But he's awesome. He did that awesome suplex sit-out powerbomb. Yes, I saw that. I saw uh, his cool finisher. Moves, but it's just... I don't know. It's like it's watching the match. It's just like without the investment in the characters, I just didn't care. 
his finisher, the bitter end, is that pump handle fucking STO or I'm not. Yeah, I think that. No, it's not an STO. Um, yeah, they set him up you know on the pump about. handle and did some weird shit. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a falling back rock bottom. Yeah. Anyway, and then the Tyler Driver 97, which uh, you got to see, is your move. It is the Tiger Bomb. I enjoy the Tiger Bomb. And how'd you like that airplane spin? I watched that. I'm like, yo, how did you not pass out after doing that? Like, <laughs> I counted. It was 18 revolutions, and that is the fastest I have ever say, seen. He was doing spin. it so fast. Like, how did you not throw up or pass out or anything like that? How did you continue having a match after doing that? Well, I am a little disappointed that the match didn't blow you away on just the merit of the in-ring wrestling itself. But here's the thing, like, you got to understand, like, I appreciate good in-ring work, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I do. The problem is, as somebody who is a fan of wrestling, I also like, look, there are two elements to this. And the in-ring work is just one of them. You also got to have the characters and the and like the emotional investment in the characters to make it work for me. And the thing is, the last one you had me watch with, you know, with Black versus Velveteen Dream. Like even without having the backstory on it, I felt that more because like I said, I've seen clips of the Velveteen Dream. I've seen earlier matches of him when he first got into NXT. And also with Black knowing what he meant to you, as well as seeing, like, I get that. And I get why Matt likes him so much. It felt more personal to me, so I enjoyed that more. You know what I mean? So what I need to do is I need to either find matches with characters that you can connect with because they give you a story beforehand so you get a little more knowledge as to what's going on or just matches of characters that you're already invested in who made it to the main roster? I need a reason to give a fuck about the match. It's really just that okay. simple. Like, it's really it's like I good in ring work works for me too, but it's just like if I don't give a damn about like you know about the match itself, I'll appreciate the good in ring work, but I just still won't really care about the outcome. You know what I mean? That's fair. Uh, how much time we got, Travis? I'm thinking what ten minutes? You have twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. All right, well, it's time to do predictions, so I'm going to go get the rack. I'll give you a little bit of extra time, maybe, because we ran over on Super Flashy also. No, I don't need extra time. Uh, I'm going to go get the rack. You guys can do predictions, and uh, I'll let him close out the show. 10-4. All right, I'll be right back. He's in the waiting room. Yeah, my house has a waiting room. Hello, Travis. How are you today? My sunglasses are better than yours. Your sunglasses are not as good as these, Travis. Do not even go there with the rack. The rack hasn't even started yet, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, the rack has come back. This is Smack and Raw episode 69. The only reason the rack is here is because it's episode 69. You cannot have a 69th episode without the rack. I promise you we could have. I'd have been fine. No, with no, that. no, 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 baloney. You could not. Oh, yeah, we could. We could try. We could. But it would not be a success. It we would could. not be a show worth watching unless the rack was here. I promise you, I would not have missed you. Well, that is fucked up, Travis, but that is all right. I understand you have bad taste. You do your thing. Uh, I believe I'm here to do the predictions. So let's get into predictions, Travis. First and foremost, WWE champion versus Universal champion, the man beast, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel. Uh, the goat Brian, who you got? Brock. Yeah, uh, that idiot Matt Ritter also has Brock, and uh, the rack is going Daniel Bryan. And let me tell you why the rack is going Daniel Bryan. Because Daniel Bryan hit AJ with a low blow. Is that it? That is correct. That that is part <laughs> of it. Uh, the rack is not gonna lie. But listen, Daniel Bryan is one of the most beloved superstars in WWE history. 
I don't think anyone expects Brock Lesnar to lose uh, to Daniel Bryan. It would be a very big surprise going off the show. And with his new heel turn, who knows, maybe Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar and gives Daniel Bryan that win. He is the one that instigated the whole idea that got Daniel Bryan the match and got him to become champion. Don't look at the rack like that. Don't look at the rack like that. When it happens, your mouth is going to be open and the rack is going to find you and he's going to put his penis right in that open mouth. Your jaw's just going to be hanging. I'm just going to be like, eh. Yeah, you just wait. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Travis, who you got? Ronda. Travis is going to go Ronda. Stupid pen don't work. That idiot Matt Ritter gave me a bad pen. Uh, the racket's going Charlotte. Matt Ritter also went Ronda. Uh, I see why y'all would think Ronda's going to win. And if you want to explain why, I will let you explain. Go ahead. Well, I feel like it was a toss-up when it was, you know, Ronda and Becky. But once Becky's no longer in, like, oh, yeah, we'll give this one to Ronda. Let Charlotte put Beck, put uh, Ronda over. That's it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania ended Asuka's undefeated streak. She is the daughter of Ric Flair. She is the queen of the WWE. She is possibly, in ring-wise, the greatest female wrestler of all time, uh, at least up to this date. And I could easily see WWE uh, taking that. But okay, go ahead. Taking uh, their favorite, their golden child, Charlotte Flair, and uh, knocking Ronda Rousey a peg down, just like they did Asuka. I would argue that both Asuka and Sasha are better than Charlotte. But well, no. you can argue that all you want. It doesn't make you right, Baloney. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make me right. It still is right. Next up, we got uh, champion versus champion Seth Rollins versus my boy, my man, Dick Kick Nakamura, who sadly has refrained from the low blows, but that is because they don't put him on TV no more. Who you got, Travis? I'm going with Shinsuke on this one due to shenanigans from Dean Ambrose. All right, you are going uh, Shinsuke on this one due to shenanigans from Dean Ambrose. Surprisingly, uh, that is three for three. You tied again with that idiot Matt Ritter. He also picked Shinsuke. I picked Seth Rollins. And I picked Seth Rollins because Shinsuke has not called me. He has not been on TV. He knows he needs the rack as his manager. The rack could be out there being his Leo Rush, being his Paul Heyman, getting him that TV time, getting that man over. And instead, he has refrained from the dick kicks. He has refrained from the low blows. And he has not returned any of my calls for the last seven months. The Rack is not happy with Shinsuke Nakamura. I know I referred to him as my man. I was just showing him before I started this what I could do for him. Now he hears it, and now he knows the Rack is angry. And when I see him, I will kick him in his tiny Asian balls. I don't know what to tell you, man. Authors of Pain versus The Bar. Travis, who you got? Oh, wow. You and Matt Ritter, four for four. Four for four. Uh, I went the Authors of Pain because I feel like the Authors of Pain need to beat the bar to establish themselves more than the bar needs to beat the Authors of Pain for shits and giggles. For you audio listeners, I picked the bar. I just did a little thumb thing. Yeah, I think they got that. When I said you and Matt are four for four and I picked the other team, I think they – they're not stupid, Travis. They are balonies, but they're not stupid. I think you they can give people duck. way more credit than I do. Uh, next up, we got uh, the raw. Do you want to say why you picked the bar? Do you have a reason why you picked the bar? No, I just don't think they'll put the LP over like that. All right, we will see. Uh, Team Raw men's versus Team SmackDown men's. Who you got? I find it very hard to bet against Braun Strowman in any situation, so I'm going with Raw. That is a smart move. That is the way Rack went, too. I looked at these two teams. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that uh, the SmackDown team is lacking. They do have Samoa Joe. But other than Samoa Joe, that SmackDown team is severely lacking when you got Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre on the same fucking team running shit. That's where I went. That idiot Matt Ritter picked SmackDown. Uh, He also picked SmackDown to win the whole pay-per-view. He is stupid three years in a row. Let's go Raw. SmackDown Women's Survivor Team versus the Raw Women's Survivor Team. Who you got? SmackDown. Wow, Travis went SmackDown. Uh, Me and Matt Ritter went Raw because we are smarter than you. Uh, Clearly, there is no decent female on the SmackDown team except for Naomi. And uh, now that Charlotte is gone, she is all they have. And I love Naomi in that big, juicy black booty, but 
she cannot use that ju- big, juicy black booty to defeat all of Team Raw, especially Max and Tamina on the same team. That what, is a bad choice, Travis. What if number five is Nikki Cross? It won't be Nikki Cross. But what if it is? If it is, it doesn't matter because Nikki Cross lost to Becky Lynch, so she's already on a losing streak coming in. But Becky and, Lynch isn't on Team Raw, so you know the only person she lost to isn't even somebody she's facing. That's actually not true. Most of the women were in NXT first, and she has lost to most of the women on both teams. So she lost to the entire Riot Squad? Not the entire Riot Squad, but I'm pretty sure she was beaten by Ruby Riot. You're pretty sure, but you don't know that. I, w- I would have to double check. I do not know for sure. Exactly. Did she lose to Tamina? Tamina was not on NXT. I said exactly. the majority. So I said the majority. I'm just naming people that she hasn't lost to. She's lost to Nia Jax. She hasn't lost to... Who else is on the Raw women's team now? Natalia. Has she lost Ruby to Ruby Riot? Nope. She hasn't lost... She's lost Tamina. to Charlotte, who lost to Natalia. I mean, but most of everybody on the women's division has lost to Charlotte, though. So, Which is why I would have picked Team SmackDown if Charlotte was still on it, but she's not. Nikki Cross is not going to be the woman to come in and save that team. You make your picks, Travis. That is on you. Uh, We're going to move on. Tag Team Survivor Series. Raw or SmackDown, who you got? Uh, I'll go with SmackDown on that one just because the Raw Tag Teams are sorry. Oh, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, the, yeah, it, other than the AOP, there are no good tag teams on Raw, um, regardless of how Matt's wife feels about Heath Slater. Uh, SmackDown definitely has the better lineup there. So, Travis, if I'm looking at this correctly, and I'm going to count this, you got one, two, three wins for Raw, and one, two, three Four wins for SmackDown. You were saying SmackDown is taking Survivor Series, sir. Yeah. And you know what? It makes sense to me because I feel like I refuse to believe that this whole crown jewel thing was all for nothing. Like, I really feel like this is like a lead in to Shane switching over and being full on heel and talking about how he's the best in the world and SmackDown is the superior brand. And doing this whole thing where he goes full on heel and building off of that because it's just, I refuse to believe that this was just all just a throwaway. Well, even if they lose, he could still turn heel and punish all of the people that he blames for not winning, like uh, AJ Styles for not making it into the match, or Jeff Hardy or Rey Mysterio or whoever he wants to punish. He can punish them as the heel for losing three times in a row. This is true, but I feel like he needs to be like the cocky, like, you know, head nigga in charge, you know. I know you do not care about this, Travis, but there was also a Cruiserweight title match on the pre-show. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali, who is from Chicago. Who are you going to go with? Chi-Town stand up. Chi-Town stand up. All right. Travis is going Mustafa Ali. That is it for predictions, Travis. That is all we have. Uh, what are your plans for this weekend? Besides Red Dead Redemption 2? So you're going to be at home all weekend? Most of the weekend. Okay. The Rack is, uh, he's got a plane ticket to San Antonio, Texas, so he might come visit you this weekend. He doesn't know where I live, and I like that. You think the Rack doesn't know where you live? It's not hard to find. There is always somebody out there, Travis, that you can give a steak dinner and a charm blow pop, and they will get all your information from the DMV. Here's the issue there. I don't talk to people. Nobody even here knows where I live. The only person here who knows where I live no longer lives here. Travis, they work for the DMV. They don't need to know you to know where you live. DMV doesn't even know where I live. Do you have a driver's license? Yep. Does it have your current address on it? Nope. The rack will find you. San Antonio (laughs) ain't that big. I got two days. You just, you make sure you put on some clean underwear before the rat gets there, all right? Yeah, whatever. All right, Travis, you got anything that you want to talk about that you do uh, without Matt Ritter or the fabulous, the 10th wonder of the world, the amazing, the rack? Um, no, nah, nothing new. Um, Super flashy arrow of tomorrow. 
live every week. Creation Conversation is live now. We got episode 25 coming next month for Creation Conversation. I may or may not let Matt be on that one. I'll decide when that time comes. Yeah, he fucked up. You can find Travis on Instagram and Twitter at Sir Cuss a lot that is that S I R underscore C U S S A L O T T. You can find the rack on Twitter at the rack S R W. That is at the rack S R W. Figure out how to spell that shit. You can also find me on Facebook at my Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. Check out everything they have going on there and facebook.com slash groups or sorry, facebook.com slash creation magazine for live videos at the rack post and some other stuff they have going on. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 69 of the Smackin' Raw podcast, and the rack is that damn sexy. <laughs>